Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 203 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and today I have a most wonderful conversation to share with you with Mary Ruth Hackett. She is an author of the book Daughter by Design, Discovering Your Identity as God's Beloved Daughter, but she also has her PhD in education psychology, but she left the halls of academia to be a stay-at-home mom, where in the process she discovered that she absolutely loves to help families be able to integrate the best of developmental science, Catholic faith, and their unique parenting styles. And now she writes and teaches about that really important intersection, especially in our world today, between faith and science. And she blends them together in the original harmony that God intended. And that's a part of where we, you know, we had fun talking about these different things, but then also diving into her book, which really focuses upon the identity for Catholic women and being able to bring about this intersection, this integration of the fields of faith and science in a very practical way. So one of the things I really hope that you gain from this is the ability for you to be able to discern a little bit better about your own God-given strengths and your natural weaknesses, and also how you might be able to identify and claim your own personal, unique an unrepeatable version of the feminine genius. And then also we talked about surrender as really the only way that we can cure perfectionism. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Mary Ruth Hackett and see you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and this week I am so excited to have a very wonderful guest with me, someone who has multifaceted background and has lots to offer everyone who's going to be listening. Um, but, you know, Mary Ruth, I'm just going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. So welcome to the show. And uh, if you if you would, just kind of let people know where you are on a practical level, you know, logistically, and uh, we're because we're definitely in different states. Yes, we are, although we're both wearing sweaters. So it seems like we might be in the same state, but no. Um, my name is Dr. Mary Ruth Hackett, and I am an Arizona native. I reside in Tempe, Arizona, where um, we have a little bit of a cold spell, so I'm wearing multiple layers today, but um, I've born and raised um, in Arizona. I've traveled a little bit as a child, but came back to, um, you know, our family home here, and I am a, a resident in the Diocese of Phoenix, where I have a podcast um, with the Diocese of Phoenix called Parenting Smarts. 
Um, and they have been just so um, generous in sharing with me their, their studio and their staff to be able to uh, produce a podcast for parents on, um, really, it's a, it's a podcast about child development um, and parent development, both. Uh, the development of the human person and as as it um, happens in the context of the family, the domestic church. And so my background is in educational psychology and human development. I have a PhD in educational psychology from Arizona State University. Um, and so I take the sciencey stuff and I break it down in a really practical way. So I'll explore a concept, say resilience. And um, I'll talk about the research on resilience and how to promote resilience, um, both in kids and adolescents and adults. And um, then often I'll bring on a guest to talk about that concept and how they're doing things in their own home. Um, so that's the podcast. I also um, am an author. I have a book called Daughter by Design, Discovering Your Identity as God's Beloved Daughter, and that I published last fall. And it is written for women. It is um, a book about women's identity development and the importance of recognizing that the primary embodiment of who we are um, really comes from this um, everlasting role as daughter. You know, some of us will be wife, some of us will be mother, um, but we're daughter first and forever. And um, nothing that we can do will change that once we have um, accepted that gift of baptism where we're, we're united fully as God's sons and daughters. So the book walks you through the psychology um, part of women's development a little bit, and then also the faith aspect of it, um, really embracing the role of the daughter, trust, surrender, priorities. Um, I talk a lot about self-worth and, and things like that. So we can talk a little bit more about the book, but um, that's 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 one of my passions. I went to a women's college and studied um, psychology and, and, and women's studies. And so this idea of how women develop um, in the most healthy and holy way is I think something that really um, our current society is getting wrong. So um, it was a, a real beautiful opportunity that the Lord placed on my heart to just speak to women about the dignity of us being created as his beloved daughter and, and what that means. So I, myself, am a wife and a mother also. I have four kids. They range in age from 11 to 20. So I've got them in middle school, two in high school and one in college. And I just, guys, I just have to tell you, if you've got little ones, it just keeps getting better. I, I really love having older children. Um, I loved having little ones and thought, oh, please don't ever grow up but I just really love having adult kids too. So it's, um, they are my delight. They're my delight. My husband's wonderful. His name is Bob and he's, um, he's an engineer by trade. So we complement each other very well in the household, <laughs> but we're both kind of nerds. So, um, we, uh, we, we do, we do love the, the intellectual stuff as well, both. So, um, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. I mean, is I went on my convert. That's always a fun fact on Catholic podcasts. I'm a convert. I came so, into uh, the so when um, I came into the church about 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was following um, a miscarriage in between my two boys, and I just um, even though I had loved the Lord my whole life and I'd been raised in um, a, a really um, solid um, Protestant home, I am. Um, I just never had really felt the presence of the Holy Spirit like um, I received um, really as a gift from the Lord um, after my miscarriage. I went and spoke with a priest and 
um, just felt his presence. And I thought, gosh, what is, what is this? What, what is this that I've never felt before? Here I am in like this utter despair. And there's just this, like this beautiful, warm grace around me. Mm-hmm. So it really, um, I always say that my, my little baby brought me, brought me to the church. She, um, she, I think guided me to the, uh, to the beauty of the church and the beauty of the faith and the, um, understanding of, um, the church and and the sacraments so that's yeah that's me in a nutshell <laughs> so often uh people think that the journey of conversion is all about the intellect mm. and and there is a piece of that i mean part, sure. a big part of my journey was um because at the time uh you know when i became catholic you know in college and i was studying history and then had you know because I went to Marquette so we had liberal arts so I had to take theology mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my theology you know professor Dr. Bob Masson he had written a book called theology it, the charm circle theology for the head heart hands and feet and I have mm. co-opted that in using a little bit different way than he presented it because he did the anthropological you know discussion about how it is that we come to faith and it was in the process of that that I then discovered a richness and, you know, because I was raised, you know, Presbyterian and I love scripture. I love the stories, but I it, it was something of where there was, you know, a lack of depth. And mm-hmm. um, so intellectually I was drawn, but it was an encounter with our Lord at uh, Good Friday uh, service and veneration of the cross mm-hmm. that was the turning point of where just felt his presence in such a profoundly powerful way. And where I was in my own journey was very much, you know, woundedness because of my, you know, my biological father, not having been a part of my life, you know, God brought a beautiful stepfather into, into my life. But of course it's, you know, there's, it's not quite the same. And so it's this whole thing of, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And, mm-hmm. and it, and it was the, and the message on that, in that good Friday evening was just, if you had been the only one, I would have died for you. Ah. And it's just wow. like, and, and in the midst of that, it's just like, I just felt just being surrounded, you know, by, yes. by the yes. Holy Spirit. And it's something where I think when people are like, oh, we need to evangelize, we need to, you know, and, and we do, we have, we have to share the good news and we have to be, you know, proclaimers of it. But some of the easiest ways is to just be that vehicle to get people in front of Jesus and then let let the Holy Spirit take care of it. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That we don't, we don't need to be everybody's savior because there was one savior already. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if we can facilitate the introduction, mm-hmm. we've done our job. Yeah. And, and I think so often, particularly as women, the way, you know, you, you made reference to the fact of our, our society is kind of getting it wrong right now. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I think what, what, you know, in my own opinion, what I've seen is that the, you know, the world has sold, you know, women over the last 50 years, this idea that, in order to be, you know, fully a woman means to be a guy in, in a female body. And it's like, no. And that was where uh, John Paul's theology of the body was absolutely transformative for me is Mm -hmm. because 
it allowed me to step into who I was as woman and to know this is exactly who I'm supposed to be. And I'm, you know, and I was in a male dominated field for many years because of being in the military. And then it's just, I've, I've gravitated towards those different fields. And, but the biggest thing though, is what you talk about. It was the understanding about, I am daughter. Mm-hmm. And I am beloved. And then that just kind of broke everything open. So I was absolutely, I, I absolutely mm-hmm. love your book and how, you know, it, it, as you said, so correct me if I'm wrong. It, what I heard you say, I think, was that you, the human development and and you and you provide that in the midst of the book. Yeah. So go, go a little bit more into that, because I think sometimes we, we, we don't realize the holistic formation that's necessary as we're coming into our womanhood. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a, um, you know, you, you talked about, you know, the, the intellect and the heart during conversion and how important it is that it's it's not just an intellectual exercise. Um, and um, yet you and I are both intellectuals. So we both know that like that, that intellectual piece though is, is mm-hmm. what um, can help us to grow through um, through this, through the struggle sometimes, um, because we, if we can conceptually understand what's happening a little bit more, it helps us to have an awareness of what we're doing, how we're reacting, things like that. So in terms of the psychology stuff, um, you know, I talk a little bit in the book about, um, uh, about imitation, um, and imposter syndrome and hypocrisy and how some of those concepts interplay as we're we're trying to grow in mm-hmm. holiness. Yeah. Um, I talk about the importance of looking to those who, um, like Mary, are are great examples for us in our faith, and mm-hmm. doing so on an on an on an intellectual level, um, so that we can look and say, okay, you know, what are what are some of the things that um, that I can learn from looking at her life or, you know, drawing close to a saint and, and looking at their life and saying, or even, even someone, a good, a good holy person in, in our current life and saying, okay, what, what do they have that I see that I'm lacking? And not in terms of a comparison part, because mm-hmm. comparison is the death of self-worth. I mean, it just is, it, 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 it kills us. But in looking and saying, okay, it, it's not that I want to act like them because then I'm going to be an imposter. It's that I want to, I want to look at the role that they're playing in my life. And mm-hmm. I, and I, and I want to say, you know, do I have gifts that I'm not using that I could be using with greater confidence in the way that this person is using it? Right. So um, I write in the book, they're hypocrites who say one thing and do another. But if you're an imitator of Christ, and of Paul and the saints, then your actions are paramount, not your words. So mm-hmm. like, it's not say one thing and do another, it's strive to live a life of holiness. And so that's kind of an example of how I, I, I take some of the psychological concepts and um, interweave them with the, with the faith a little bit with the theology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, my background is not in counseling, it's in kind of a, a normative development. Um, but I do, I did do uh, a, a bit of research um, in uh, qualitative 
research design stuff, which is different, or sorry, quant, uh, qualitative is different than quantitative. So quantitative, you can think of as like numbers and qualitative is like, how do you interview people? How do you, how do you get um, case study information? How do you really draw out their story, their narrative, get them to think deeper about things? And um, even though that was years ago, I found myself drawing on that experience in writing the re reflection questions. Because throughout the book, I'll have these concepts and then I'll pose the reader with reflection questions. Um, and some of them are easier and some of them are harder. And if they're a hard one, I've got a, a, a few lines for them to write in the book. And if they're easier, they're they're short. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I have them thinking about stressors in their life. I have them thinking about struggles in their life. I, I uh, one example is I've got take a minute to think back upon this last week. When did you find yourself struggling? Did you try to grow closer to God in that moment? And, and if not, have you taken that moment to prayer? If not, do so now. Mm -hmm. Simply tell God how you felt in that moment. And so what I want the, the reader to do is to slow down and take time to reflect, to process, and then to share that with the Lord to really learn how to pray differently. Okay. So when we enter into prayer, we're not entering in um, saying, Lord, I want this fixed. I want this fixed. I want this fixed. Do, do this, do this, do this. Like, it's not a honey-do list. It's not a Christmas right. list. Like prayer is a relationship. Mm -hmm. And yet the, the first way we typically learn to pray is through a rote prayer. And then it, then, then it sometimes turns into the to-do list that we mm -hmm. present to the Lord. And then we get mad when we don't get our to-do list. Um, but I I want the reader to learn more how to, how to sit with his, with, with your father and to surrender everything to him. And, and I know that sounds, I'm making it sound simple and, and it is simple, but it's not easy. So there's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the process that I hope the reader is able to go through and get through as she reads through the book. Mm -hmm. um, there, there are some areas where I ask, uh, you know, yes or no questions, but usually, usually it's prompts to the uh, previous question that is not a yes or no question. Right. <laughs> to right. kind of help, help the reader move along. So, so I, I pull in psychology from a few, uh, a few different aspects. One is the way the book is written for reflection and for, um, deeper processing on one, you know, alone. Um, and then, and then the, the second is that the concepts themselves, I draw a bit from psychology, um, and then interweave with, um, with the more spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's a part of what, what I absolutely love, you know, is, mm -hmm. you know, cause that's a big part of my work, you know, so I'm a, I'm a spiritual, you know, director. And so one of the greatest challenges is, you know, I'll have mentees who ask me that question of how can I pray better? And then it's mm -hmm. the, so how are you coming and spending time with our Lord, you know, describe that. And then mm -hmm. in the process, and they'll be like, well, I pray this novena and do this and that. And, they, and I'm like, okay, when are you just quiet and mm -hmm. after you've poured out your heart how are you you know spending time with him right. and allowing your father you know to to be able to love on you mm -hmm. and also share his wisdom or just his insight 
because sometimes mm-hmm. our perspective is completely off. But, um, but that that's I think is the nutshell of what you're you know what you talked about of uh, surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only in surrendering that then we are given exactly what we need. And right. um, so there there was uh, one one thing in the uh, book description uh, one one of the bullets and it was the invitation to surrender as the only true cure for perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And I was going that <laughs> is yes. a piece of wisdom that we can spend all advent reflecting on <laughs> with yeah. especially with all the society you know uh concerns of you got to do this this and this in order to do mm-hmm. christmas and you know um all those things that come and it's about that that surrender that movement and as you said it sounds easy yeah but the difficulty i think is not that because it's difficult in the sense of what we have to do it's difficult because we're not good at it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, learning to ride a bike, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, you got to start with training wheels and you do it in little things. Yeah. And, you know, so that one, you know, uh, you know, question that you, you know, re- you know, shared about thinking back on your week and when did you, you know, turn things to God and when didn't you, and if you haven't mm-hmm. then go do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the kind of stuff that is going to help us grow in virtue because we're coming with our Lord and allowing him to transform us. And, you know, so that, that, that's absolutely, you know, beautiful. Um, and thank you for, for taking that and being able to make it accessible for so many people, because so often we don't go through that journey. Mm-hmm. We don't take that time to process, to spend time. And it really is a gift to ourselves to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we can't, we can't, um, I I can't emphasize enough how important it is to have that role as a daughter really solidly formed because that's what you come back to throughout your whole life. Mm -hmm. And we're so quick to cast it aside. I, um, my 21 year old, um, gave the book to a friend of his and asked him to pass it on to another friend um, because she was going back to, to college. And, and he said, Hey, can you give this to, to so-and-so? And she's like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll take it back for her. And then she texted him a short while later and said, sorry, I actually kept the book. I'm loving it. It's wonderful. And he hadn't, he hadn't given it to her because she wasn't a Christian. Right. And he was planning on giving it to the other friend who was, you know, going to church. And right. um, she said, no one has ever told me this. Mm-hmm. And it was such, um, it was so beautiful for mm-hmm. him to see that power of just sharing something with someone. It is such a beautiful, um, non-offensive, I will say, mm-hmm. message that you can be his daughter and that looks different to everyone. I, I love the way when, when you said earlier today that um, society likes us to think of, you know, we have to be a man in a woman's body, not just a woman's body, a sexy woman's body mm-hmm. that looks perpetually 22. Um, but <laughs> I, um, it, that's one of the things that I've talked a bit about on my podcast is just how frustrating it is for me. I, I think we've done this, the, our, our women and men such a disservice by saying there's a specific way that that being a daughter has to be Mm -hmm. how it has to look, how it has to act Mm -hmm. out, how it has to be fulfilled. 
that, um, yeah, you can have male interests or interests that are typically male. You can like playing with Legos and not playing with dolls. That mm -hmm. doesn't make you a girl. Um, there are so many ways to express the beauty of how you've been created and it is going to look different for every single person. And I just so badly wish that, that, um, more parents in, in our society today would be more gentle and loving and kind to their children by speaking truth to them mm -hmm. and being honest with them about what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man and not just give them the, the, the tagline from whatever political group they're a part of on the left or the right. No, being a woman means that you were created by God in a certain way to live out a certain purpose that he has put on your heart. And no yeah. one else knows what that is. That's yeah. between you and him. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord and you can't hear his voice, you can't know what that purpose is. So mm -hmm. our job as parents and as spiritual mothers to those around us mm -hmm. is to help our young people to hear God's voice in their life mm -hmm. so that when we're not around, <laughs> so that when they're confused, so that when they're struggling, they know where to go mm -hmm. to get the only answer, the mm -hmm. only person who can answer these questions that they're going to have their entire life is the Lord. Yeah. And the only way they're going to be able to get that, those answers is if they can turn to him and be there present with him, stay close to the sacraments, be drawn to him. That's that's where the answer comes from for mm -hmm. everything that we, we're dealing with in life. So the book is designed, again, to help. Actually, the end of the book <laughs> ends with helping you, the reader, to really design your life differently to make that time and that prior that priority of prayer with the Lord very practical um, stuff mm -hmm. towards the end especially. But anyway, I I got off on a bit of a tangent there. But no. oh man, I just no. when it comes to parenting stuff too, I mean that's yeah. I just want people to grow, yeah, and no. not to accept mediocrity for themselves or for others and for their family. There's no reason for it. Yeah, um, and uh, to to not be afraid to mm -hmm. embrace the unique and unrepeatable gift that Absolutely. you are as well as each of your children um mm -hmm. if you've been if been if god has entrusted them to you and you know i i think you know having having boys you know on our, on our side you know in our family is something of where they too have a unique and unrepeatable role you know yes be able to express the masculine you know oh, in, in, yes. in a way that i mean i still remember a quote from when i was a i don't know where i came across as at what point but it was sometime in my teen years and it was something to the effect of there's nothing so strong as gentleness and nothing so strong as a gentle man mm. and i remember that just just pierced my heart of where yes. i was just like Oh my gosh, that is so true. And if you think about it, that's the essence of who father is for us as daughters. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know, oh we're experiencing yes. the gentleness of a man who is strong and, you know, I mean, he he's, you know, but oh my gosh, you see a, a dad with a newborn daughter. I mean, mm. oh, 
gosh, you know, I mean, it's absolutely precious, you know. Um, but that is what we're called to is to embrace the best of all of what God has created us to be. And yes. in the process to reflect that to others so that then they're encouraged and inspired to do the same in their own lives. And, you know, so it, it, it's absolutely, you're, you're spot on, um, you know, if you're a parent, you know, out there to know that you have a unique and unrepeatable, you know, if you're, uh, if you're a mom, that feminine genius, you have a gift to give and that gift of yourself to your kids as well as allowing them to help them discover what it is. Oh, man, if we were just doing that one thing right, can you imagine? <laughs> the world would look a lot different than it does right now. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, no, it de it definitely does. Um, so one, one of the things, and we kind of have talked around it, but why did you think that this message was important right now for women to hear? Oh, you know, it, the, the book started as a book for my age group, for mm. moms who, you know, maybe I could say I wrote the book to myself. I, I think oftentimes authors do that. Mm -hmm. It's something that is on their heart. It's that they've been thinking about, you know, this role as mother, as my children were getting older and starting to think about college and applying to colleges and, um, that gosh, I'm not going to be a mom forever. They're not going to need me as a mom forever. And, and the importance of continuing to grow as the Lord's daughter, because that relationship will, will feed my relationship as a spouse, my relationship as a mother, as a mm -hmm. you know grandmother someday. So I, I think that the changing nature of motherhood for me is what personally drew me to um, this, this idea of my role as, as the Lord's beloved daughter. Um, and then as I began writing it, I realized that this wasn't a book just for moms. It was mm -hmm. a book for women of all ages. I am part of a women's sodality. And I, I will say um, the the women in the group are much older than I am. Mm -hmm. uh, by and large. And they have loved it because the older we get, the less we think of ourselves as a daughter. Mm -hmm. And for them, many of them are empty nesters, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers. Um, many of them are widows now. So they, they haven't felt like they have a title or a role. Mm -hmm. And yet to read a book and be told that you are the Lord's daughter forever. There's mm -hmm. such comfort in that. And even for women, these women who have, I mean, they're like church ladies of the highest order. They are fab. Mm -hmm. They're the women who just make run everything. And they can, they can, they do their daily rosaries. They make the rosaries. They claim the churches. They're just, they really are the, the, the heart of much of our community. And yet no one's telling them, remember, you're the Lord's daughter. Remember you, you are the daughter of our heavenly father. And, and so they have loved the book. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, as I mentioned, my college age son, 
I gave it to a friend. He he spread it a little bit. My uh my I have a senior in college or in high school as well, and he's sharing it with some of his female friends because that age group is developmentally ripe for mm-hmm. the message to yeah. to be heard the first time. They're going through um Erickson's stage of identity development that mm-hmm. where they're looking and saying, Who am I? What do I want to become? Mm-hmm. Um and so part of the book is helping the reader to reconnect with very specific strengths and very specific gifts to see how those gifts can be used um, in, in alignment with the purpose. So it's it's helping those women to really discover their purpose for the first time, which I think is one of the reasons why it's so exciting for them to read it. Um, so yeah, so it's it 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 kind of came about in an odd way. I wrote it right before COVID. It was in mm-hmm. the hands of a publisher um, in March of 2020 when the everything in the world stopped. So it got kicked back to me then, and they said, "I'm sorry, we're not doing anything now." Mm-hmm. So I, I felt a bit dejected um, and realized, well, that's because I just need to work on it a little bit more. So I spent a little more time working on it, and then. Um, decided in the interim to to go ahead and self-publish. So it's on Amazon now or my website, maryruthhackett.com. But um, it was a crazy process trying to publish a book during COVID. That was bizarre. And I thought, are, do they really think people are going to stop reading books? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What, what, people are going to stop reading during a pandemic. I, I, don't, I don't know. People need help. Mental health is at an all-time low, people. Let's give some books that cover psychology of women, please. Help these women. (laughs) Absolutely true. Um, You know, I've so enjoyed uh, speaking with you today, and it's beautiful. You're also a speaker, so you go out and talk about these topics. And so um, you have a couple of uh, different things that are coming up. I do. I I have a talk coming up really soon about uh, a little bit about the the topic of the the book, but this is about uh, the role of the Blessed Mother and how she embodies daughter, sister, and mother in just a, mm-hmm. the perfect way. So that's been fun. To, it's a spinoff of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be doing a talk in January in Los Alamitos, California at St. Hedwig's. That's open to the public. I do believe you have to register though. So um, you can check out St. Hedwig's and Los Alamitos website. Um, also in February, at St. Bernadette's in Phoenix. Um, I will be, although I think it's technically Scottsdale um, here in Arizona, I'll be speaking as well. I'm doing a, a shorter talk there at St. Bernadette's and St. the St. Bernadette's one will be a followed by a Q&A. Mm-hmm. The St. Hedwig's one is a full day retreat. So I'll be giving three talks. And um, so you can check out those websites or you can follow me on Instagram um, at Mary Ruth Hackett, um, or actually it's Dr. Dr. <laughs> Mary Ruth Hackett. Um, or you can go to my website. There's a contact form and I, that simply adds you to my newsletter. And if you're added to the newsletter, I send out little blasts, letting you know if I'm going to be speaking. And, um, I send out a quarterly mm-hmm. email, um, that just talks about a specific topic. I think the one I'll do for the, winter time will probably be about silence and the importance of cultivating silence mm-hmm. um, in different ways um, in our life. Um, I let you know about any upcoming 
um, projects. And then I share just little blurps of science that I think is really cool about science and parenting that I haven't had a chance to share on the podcast, Parenting Smarts, or um, on my blog. So well, definitely go and subscribe to Parenting Smarts. You know, that that's the first thing that yes. you can go do. Um, I, I would be remiss if I was not to ask this question because sure. you know, Say Yes to Holiness is all about, you know, our journey towards holiness. So mm. how do you think your work, particularly you're writing the book and the podcast, how has that helped you on your own journey towards sanctity? Oh, gosh. So much. Uh, I, I've got to add in also, I'm a writer for Blessed Is She. And I I, I have mm. to add that because that really, I, Jenna Gizar, the founder of Blessed Is She, is a dear friend of mine. And um, we, that's we how I in, found you. Yeah, we live maybe a mile from each other. And um, she's the one who called me to really start writing um, in this way. And she's also the one who charged me with going to a weekly holy hour, which was very hard for me to do the first few times. Um, but years ago, she challenged me to, to do a weekly holy hour. Um, and then as she, they always encourage the writers to go to daily mass as often as possible and to, um, and, and I think that being close to the sacraments is what has really helped, um, more than anything, I, I I I think in terms of my parenting, doing the Parenting Smarts podcast has been great because I, I get a topic. Usually it's a topic that's frustrating me currently at the moment because I'm in the trenches with you guys. I really still am. <laughs> and I'll do the research on it and I'll write it up and I'll talk it over with my husband and we'll put together a plan of action and then I'll podcast about the topic and pretend yeah. like I don't have problems myself. Mm -hmm. So in that way, the podcast has been very, very helpful on a practical level. In terms of the spiritual, uh, my spiritual life, I, I would say the writing for Blessed Is She has, has really been a gift because there's been a constant little nudging um, to grow in holiness and a, not, not just a, a to-do list, but really a um, living by example with other holy women yeah. Um, makes you want more. You see yeah. more. I was able to go to the Holy Land with Beth and Jenna um, and our chaplain this last spring. And we spent 10 days there together just on pilgrimage. And it it absolutely was life changing. So those those sorts of experiences, the, the, the big things, um, we've traveled to Ireland together on retreats. I've been on countless retreats with Blessed Is She because for a while I was the director of operations. Um, for the ministry, but, um, and, and then I'll, I'll say personally encountering the Lord, um, during Eucharistic procession, mm. um, the, the first time I had the ability to really encounter the Lord and come to understand him as my beloved was during a blessed is she retreat. Um, and I was supposed to be working it. I mean, I just, you know, snuck in the back towards the end for adoration and, um, and my, my life was transformed. Mm-hmm. So I think I, more than my writing and my podcasting, I would say my regular involvement over the last eight years with Blessed Is She is what has really transformed, has really opened me to see the invitation from the Lord to allow him to transform my life. Mm -hmm. Like-minded community focused upon becoming saints together is what Amen. has transformed the world 
from yeah. the very beginning. Um, yeah. And so awesome. Well, it, it, uh, it, it has been such a pleasure and such a gift to be able to talk with you today, uh, Mary Beth, and I am so grateful for your time. Um, any final last words for uh, for the audience out there before we close off? Um, just just keep at it and keep praying for your children. Keep praying for your children. Mm -hmm. I, I think if you, no matter how old they are, um, and whether they're, they're little babies, whether they've not been born yet, pray mm -hmm. for your children, pray for your children's spouse. Um, that's, that is the best thing that we can do as parents is to pray for them and to continue to grow in holiness so that we can allow the Lord to inform every aspect of our life as mm. individuals. And then that will help us to be the best, um, that we can be. Yeah. To become those, uh, living, breathing, wonder working saints that God created us to be. Yes. Um, thank you. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, thank well, you for this time. Oh, it, it's been such a joy. And for everyone out there, I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Know of my continued prayers for each and every one of you, especially that you are able to continue to do whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless everybody. So, what might be some resolutions that you could take from the conversation Mary Ruth and I had today? Well, one of the first things that you need to do is you need to resolve that you're going to go ahead and get a copy of her book, Discover Daughter by Design, Discovering Your Identity as God's Beloved Daughter. I know that it will be a benefit to you. It will help you be able to continue to grow in all of what it is that God desires for you. A second is pray for your children and their future spouses. This is something that um, Mary Ruth brought up, and I think it is so important and we forget about so often. And it's a very simple thing that we can do, but it is so vital uh, for our children and their future spouses. Um, I was part of Mothers in Touch International for a long time. And the saying was, if you aren't praying for your children, who is? So resolve to keep praying for your children as well as their future spouses. And finally, tying into go and learn more about Dr. Mary Ruth Hackett's work uh, by, and resolve to subscribe to her newsletter. You can find it at Dr. Dr. MaryRuthHackett.com. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at SayYesToHoliness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.